like I don't take my sleeping pill anymore, so I'm up really early. So I've like this morning I went and played magic with a uh, friend of future guest and former guest uh, Jason, and then I watched all of Top Gun one. <laughs> Oh wow! So you you got yeah. both Top Guns. Wow! Ed. Yeah, you. I got both of you them. You knocked them both out. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I got. Oh, I didn't review it on Letterbox. Oh goodness, I got to do that. Oh yeah. Does it? Does it? Did you actually watch it until you logged the Letterbox review? I. <laughs> I love logging shit the second the lights come up. <laughs> I I do the same thing. I give my real fast. You know. Oh wow! Take. I am a. I wait uh, a lot of the time, like till the next day. That's um, probably smart. You let it marinate. I do hate the one thing I hate about letterboxed culture, even though I love letterboxed is I hate that. Now when I watch a movie, I'm thinking about what I'm going to rate it the whole time. Like I'll be like, (laughs) I was like, this is like a three. And I'll be like, actually it's kind of a three and a half now. And then I'll be like, "Mm, (laughs) no, it's a two and a half. And it just like, it's like a constant thing going on in my head the whole time. It sucks. And out came talk, talk, Well, hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. It's another episode of your favorite podcast. It's Straight People Movies. Hi. Hey. Hey. And guess what? Guess what? We still won an award. And we guess what? It's still, it's just been two weeks since we became award winners. Everyone's jumping onto our podcast. Like our guest today, Kyle Romero. We're going to have... Two episodes of us talking about the award, and then one where it is not referenced at all because we've recorded it in like April, and <laughs> another episode after that that references the award. <laughs> it's our multiverse of madness. <laughs> it really is. We are WandaVision. Somebody's just be like, oh, thank God they stopped talking about that goddamn award. <laughs> We're never going to stop talking about it. Never. It is framed right next to me. I'm bringing a copy of it to Spain. <laughs> so I can have one. <laughs> yes. But anyway. I love it. We digress. on the award, y'all. Oh, thank really you. Kyle, I'm thank so you so happy much. For you. Wow. Thank you, Kyle. I well, like to think I had a hand in that. You did. You sure did. I mean, you, you are our most returning guest. You are. True. i the third co-host. I've forced myself uh, onto the podcast enough times. You're like when Patricia Clarkson <laughs> guest star on Six Feet Under. Yes. yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're the what favorite I was returning star. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome to Straight People Movies. Uh, this is the podcast where we gays we get together. We watch a movie that is tailor made for a straight audience, and we ask the ever loving question, why? Why? We asked, do you have the need? The need for speed? <laughs> is this a cake that's song? Exact... What is this? Yeah, no, that's in the first movie. <laughs> it's in both Top Gun. Well, I guess they don't say it in, yeah. in Maverick. I've not seen, yeah. I've only seen parts of the original. I've never seen it all the way through. So. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's okay. <laughs> I, we'll get into it. I'm yeah. Kirk Van Sickle. I'm Dylan Garcy. And like I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest today. We have comedian 
Kyle Romero here with us Hello. today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. I did text Dylan right after I saw, I think I was at a stoplight on the way home from Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> it was like, I need to, I'm, I'm pitching myself to come on the show to talk about Top Gun Maverick. I'm calling the cops on you for texting while driving. It was, mm-hmm, texting a jet. Don't block the box. Look. Uh, the box was, was open. It. The box, the box is open. open. No, it was good because the original idea for this episode um, was I wasn't going to see it. And then I got jealous because Kirk and Kyle were seeing it. And then I was going to be out of it. Uh, but uh, I was going to talk about original Top Gun. And then Kirk was talk about Top Gun. And that wasn't even the original plan. We originally were just going to do Top Gun. Yeah, we originally were going to do Top Gun. We were going to do Top Gun. And then, and then I got Top invited by friends. And I don't have a lot of those here. So when I get invited to do something, I say yes. Okay, yes. so we went and saw Top Gun Maverick, and I was like, I'm not going to have time to see the original. So then it became like, a, oh, we'll do a crossover episode where one of us saw Maverick, mm-hmm. one of us watched Top Gun. Well, now it's just Maverick. It's yeah. just Maverick. It's just Maverick. And also, I have I have some thoughts about the original one that we'll get into about its homosexuality. Homosexuality? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, much to consider. Much to consider its homosexuality. Yes. But yeah, we talk, talk about Maverick, baby. Movies are back. A movie that got announced uh, 400 years ago. I think I heard that they, I listened to the the big picture app on it, and I think they said it was like over a thousand days ago that this movie was like supposed to be like, yeah, was was in progress or maybe it was supposed to be released. I don't know. That seems insane. It's the Stranger Things Mm. season four of movies. (laughs) <laughs> yes. You know, Stranger Things has been on over three different presidents at this point. Yo, I hate that. I watched the first episode of the new Stranger Things, and it is literally hilarious how old those kids look. They're supposed to be freshmen in high school. <laughs> and it's like these adult-ass men. Well, that are <laughs> the worst part is that Nance and the other weird one that listens to Joy Division, they're both still in high school in the show. I'm like, absolutely <laughs> not. They are no, they are no. college graduates. They are in grad no. school. Yeah. Yes, God. they have their doctorate. They have their doctorate. Ha- have you seen the video? It went around on my TikTok, but it was like uh, Millie Bobby Brown is like, she turns and looks at a wall and there's like a drawing of like two stick people and a rainbow. And then she turns back around and looks really upset. And it's like, yes, somebody, <laughs> some gay out there did that on purpose. <laughs> the Millie Bobby Brown is homophobic <laughs> memes are the only good meme. They're the only funny They're ones. so good. And I, I feel so bad good. that we bullied her off the internet. And she's <laughs> potentially going to go full Lindsay Lohan because of it. But possibly. Did you see there's a picture going around of her that she looks she looks exactly like Kirsten Cinema? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she's doing like a, she's doing press for season 4. The senator from Arizona uh that's always wearing these weird like wigs and shit like yeah, that. Who looks like she goes to anime cons and shit. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to look her up. Oh she yeah, you like got to look her up. <laughs> we, Is cinema we spelled do, like do, like film cinema? No, S S I N E M A, I believe. Up. Oh yes, mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah. I oh she looked, she read a lot of Judy Bloom as a child. I love the yeah. curse going purely by the look, and meanwhile, everyone out there is like, she's one of the worst people alive. <laughs> she truly oh, is. Oh, her flower dress is cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look anything. Just don't look anything else about her. Yeah, no, that, yeah. You're just done stay there. pure. You, you got it. <laughs> she lo- she looks like she listens to Lisa Loeb. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, 
most definitely. Um, let's. Uh, I'll give a brief recap of the movie before we start, and then let's dive right in. Dive with our airplanes mm-hmm. right in. Uh, today we're talking about Top Gun: Colin Maverick. It's directed by Joseph Kaczynski. We'll get into him, and it stars Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, John Hamm, and Jennifer Connelly, and ten other people whose names I don't know. Um, Maverick, this is the plot of it. Maverick still has the need for speed. It returns to Top Gun Academy to teach a new crop of pilots a dangerous plan to take out a uranium plant run by no country in particular because Paramount <laughs> needs the global box office numbers. <laughs> and it's available exclusively in theaters. Mm, that's right. Cinema's I love that only. it's just like cinema is only. We're going to the Cinema Dome and we're going to watch Top Gun Maverick. Well, I'm glad I saw it in a cinema. Same. Yes. I'm glad oh, I went yeah, to a same. Cinemark. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. If if you if you were to watch this at home, I think it would not nearly be as effective. Um yeah. did y'all's screenings open like ours did that had like a very short intro from Tom Cruise? Yes. Says, like, yes. I hope you enjoy the movie. We made it for you. That was yeah. so sweet. So, I teared up. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, we're back. We're back. Yes. I mean, I've been seeing movies in theaters for over a year now at this point, oh, but I still oh, am yeah. like, finally, movies are back. <laughs> It's like, um, well, so at AMC theaters, does that mean that they got both Nicole and Tom? Ooh, wow. Wow. Uh, What's the picture healing, that she does? She's healing. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah, where she's getting out of her divorce. And she's uh, like, yes. What an iconic photo. She's got, like, both arms. She's got, like, she's Yeah, she's, like, like, she's like feeling pose. the wind, like, come. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very cloud-busting Kate Bush moment. It's like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, what a movie. Um, I'll first, I'll go first. I'll start, I'll make this shit negative. I don't get it, y'all. I don't get the 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't get the gaggery. I don't get the goopery over this movie. I thought it was A-okay. I think, first of all, so you mentioned before that you saw it at 10 a.m. on like an empty theater, which yes. is a huge mistake. Yes. I, I don't know about you, Kirk, but I saw it on Friday night with a packed house at an Alamo draft house and everyone like people were literally cheering Mm -hmm. throughout the movie. Like every time there's a moment where, you know, like somebody narrowly avoids getting hit with a missile or whatever, people were fucking freaking out. And I was there with them. I was applauding. (laughs) I was clapping like a fucking toddler. It was, this is hyperbole for sure. But I think my, my, my summation walking out of it was just like, oh, I haven't felt like, wow, look at movies like this since I saw Fury Road. Like just something that Damn. is like not wow. a ton of not a ton of CGI. It's all practical. They really put cameras in these fucking planes. And I was like, this is what movies can do. This is like it's such a corny like overly sentimental exercise this movie right it's mm-hmm. first of all it's pure nostalgia play 100% you know which but like they execute it they execute every level of that to the point where the opening titles are literally just the opening titles from it's Top the exact Gun. same they it's, changed the they, date they changed that's it yeah it's the exact same opening credits yeah i love that i i had a very similar experience i saw it at a cinemark in Playa Vista, which is like West Side LA. <laughs> and my goodness gracious, was that audience having the time of their fucking life watching this movie? Okay. I um, had so much fun seeing this in a theater. Um, I agree that it's just always so nice to see real effects. And 
Yeah. I truly yes. thought the like GoPro esque like shots of them in the tr- the planes were go- gorgeous. Like truly They're incredible, beautiful to look at. And yeah, is it schmaltzy and corny? And the characters are like so paper thin. Yes, but like that's Absolutely. what we want from Top Gun, and it gave it to us times 10 and i've not seen the original all the way through but i can safely say that this is better than the original hands down. yeah yeah i agree with the better critics. than the original yes uh i think the original is more like tactile feeling because whenever they turn in top gun maverick it's so sharp and it's like i guess that's how like planes are now i guess because it's like computers or whatever uh and but the thing is that they're filming it like how they fucking film car scenes in like the sixties where it was just like a car behind like a spinning background or whatever. Like the original Top Gun feels very almost like kids playing with planes, like like, like holding two planes in their hands and like, yeah, like it feels like kind of like that. And this feels very like strict and <laughs> whenever they turn, it's like the most like severe turn. And it's very, uh, nothing shakes this movie. It's very clean. And mm. I really liked how that looked. It looked really cool. Like it looked really like almost like space travel. It was yeah. tense. It really helped the speed with that. It really helped like you understand like how fast or yeah, you felt it. Yes. My I went to the bathroom near the end of the movie and my butt was sweating. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that I was like feeling <laughs> tense during this movie, but I am. That was yeah. piss, girl. You pissed yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I pissed myself after I thought Miles Teller was hot after the football scene. I was like, uh, what? Oh no. <laughs> huh? Oh, no, Miles huh? Hot. no. <laughs> What's no. going on here? That motherfucker with that mustache looks exactly like Anthony Edwards. It's crazy. I know. It's so weird. It's Anthony so Edwards effective. It's so hot in the first one. <laughs> he's so hot in the first one. He's also he's rest in peace, Queen. You know, they he's invented alive. um they invented a camera, I believe. Like maybe not for this, but like the camera technology they use to get those like GoPro shots in the cockpit are like oh, that's cool. new for this movie. And they apparently had like six cameras in the plane that were just like specifically oriented to like capture all these different like in cockpit angles and stuff. Like it's nuts hearing about like the links that they went to, to, they would like put the cameras in. They had the cameras in the plane. They would go up, they would film whatever sequence they were having to film with the actors, like in the plane. That's crazy. And then, and then they would come down and then they would review the footage in front of everybody. They would just watch it. Like not even the dailies, just like the secondlies. In in front of the entire crew and everybody, and they would be like, "Oh, that works. That doesn't work. Okay, get back in the plane. We got to go back and do so, this shot again." So they were like in real planes, and there was someone actually driving it yes. off camera, but like, but they were in a plane that was flying in the air. Yes, that the they weren't in control of technically. Right. Yeah, That's there crazy. was a pilot in the plane with them, so they would they had somebody actually flying the plane. But the whatever the way that they're situated in the plane they'd make it look like whatever i don't know that's so but cool there was a pilot and an actor in the plane uh to get all those shots they would be in the plane and they all had to go to school to figure out like how to not fucking pass out they had to go to top gun and they had to go to top gun it made a difference because all of like i said those shots in particular those like close-up shots of their faces in the cockpit were like so gorgeous like yeah. Mm-hmm. You could tell that they were in the sky, honey. They were cloud busting. Yes. They were cloud yes, busting. They were cloud busting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, crazy. It's so it's so fucking thrilling every second of it. I just was like, I'm I'm so caught up in this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild that this movie has so much critical acclaim and is doing really well at the box office because I didn't I didn't think Top Gun was that like Me too. 
oh remembered and loved oh. but i'm also like outside of that culture yeah what's y'all's relationship like with your dads because <laughs> <laughs> very bad <laughs> well dads my, fucking love top gun you my know? dad does, doesn't like top gun because this is interesting my my grandfather was in the air force not the mm. navy but the air force right and apparently he saw the film when it came out because he'd go see anything war related because military um, and he hated it because he didn't like how they talked in the movie. They, he said they were too crass. Um, and, that, <laughs> and, and if I remember correctly, my dad said that it was specifically him being like, of course, the Navy guys all talk like that. We don't talk like that. Right. Force. You know, we're all yeah. good, good guys with, you know, whose mom has taught us well or whatever the fuck. Um, so he didn't like it. So my dad's relationship to the movie, I think, is colored by that yeah. uh, opinion. Really I don't know how other military people feel about it. I would assume that more modern People that were in the military probably love it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I can see like the the greatest generation in general being kind of like, nah. Like those yeah. fucking <laughs> pussies flying planes around. They weren't in the shit. <laughs> they were in like an us. academy. I was in the shit shooting down, you know, expletive. Um, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it, so I, it, it's really interesting. But I actually watched it with my dad a couple of years ago. And that's when he told me the story. We didn't watch it all the way through. We were just kind of flipping the channels on TV because it's a very on TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remembered like thinking it was fun. It's eighties action, you know, that's got its own vibe and it was fun, but I definitely think it was a little slow if I remember properly compared to this yeah. one. Yeah. Which is wild uh, for a Tony Scott movie to be like, Oh, I this know. is slow. It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, but I, I watched it for the first time a few months ago. I had, I had no relationship to it. I'd never seen it originally. Um, I, yeah, it just, it was not one that anyone in my life was like, you got to watch Top Gun. And I kind of fucking hated it. I remember thinking like, this is, I hate this fucking take my breath away needle drop that they play 500 (laughs) times. Like it's insane. (laughs) Obviously danger zone and absolute banger. Like that's great. Mm -hmm. But like, there's so much about it that is just not good. But the, a lot of the performances are fun. Like Anthony Edwards is very fun. Tom Cruise making, everybody's making big choices. Val Kilmer Mm. doing the like teeth biting thing that he does. Like it's all fun, but like the, that's such a small part of the movie, you know, the rest Mm -hmm. of it is just like, we're flying around on these planes and it's not really that exciting to me. I don't know, but this one totally, it makes me want to go back and watch the original and be like, I might might've been wrong about that. So Dylan, you watch yeah, them think, so close yeah. together. Like what's the DNA like between the two? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think t- together they make an interesting pair of movies. Cause like what Kyle was saying, where it's like the performances in Top Gun one are so like electric and crazy. Whereas I think the performances in Top Gun Maverick are very like on purpose, kind of like bland and not really there. Uh, whereas the action in Top Gun Maverick is so exciting and electric, whereas the action in Top Gun 1 is a little, like, kind of hokey because it's the 80s and they couldn't really do much about it, and it was also, like, Navy for whatever propaganda. Apparently the Navy had, like, a yes. big hand in <laughs> filming they, the movie. They approved had, like, script, the script. Yeah, the script yeah. approval. <laughs> um, and so I think together it makes... <clears throat> if you watch them together and kind of shuffle the cards of both movies... It is one very good movie. Got it. Um, Interesting. And so, yeah, because I liked the, I think once, let's kind of go into Joseph Kaczynski. Now I had him a little later, but let's kind of go in now. I think that's kind of the problem I have with all of his movies where it's like half of it's missing. Like the visuals are there, but like the human element is really like lacking. Like 
Tron Legacy and Oblivion are two movies that I think are really, really pretty soundtracks. Right, because M83 and did really the soundtrack to Oblivion, yeah, I was right? going to say, all yeah, I know Daft about Punk, Oblivion yeah. is the M83 of it all. Same. Yeah, I've yeah, never so seen Daft either Punk of these soundtrack films. soundtrack in Tron Legacy. I saw it in IMAX. It was very boring. And then Oblivion also saw, I don't think I saw it in IMAX, but I saw that and it's also very boring. But the visuals are so striking in both of those movies. Soundtrack's really good in both of those movies. And I just don't think he's made a top to bottom great movie yet. I know people stand for Only the Brave or whatever the fuck it is. I'm not watching that. Please don't make me. <laughs> um, and there's just, at least on like film Twitter, I've seen this sort of like people trying to retcon Joseph Kaczynski to be one of our like unheralded great directors. And it's like, okay, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Please, uh, please yeah. chill out. Yeah. I, I think that's unfair to say like, yeah, th- not correct to say that like he's always been this good. I think that he probably has always been this talented, mm-hmm. you know, th- but I think what he's got here is he's got that Cruz McQuarrie magic that mission impossible touch that they bring to it because mccory has a co-writing credit on this yeah and he produced and it can, to a song yeah and you can tell the uh you can see the dna of that because it's very simple plot wise of like you have to go back to top gun and do this thing yada 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 and then like every scene of the movie is then here's the mission here are the stakes of the mission. Here's this part of the mission. We're going to watch you train for this part of the mission. Then we're going to watch you train for part two of the mission. Then we're going to do the mission. You know, it's just like very ba-dump, 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 ba-dump. It's, it follows a very clean logic, you know. I, I really liked that about the movie, though, especially coming out of our it. Marvel series. It. Where oh, yes. my biggest complaint about all the films is it feels like five movies jammed into one. I yes. love an action movie or an adventure movie too, where there's a very clear plot and it's simple, quote unquote, by today's standards. Because I think 30 years ago, this would be a complicated movie, <laughs> but we're so used yeah. to like mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy shit happening in movies these days. I really enjoy when it's just like one mission. That's the movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's enough. You know, like that's enough. it's exciting enough. And, um, I really appreciate that about the movie. It was easy to follow, which after Marvel was really nice. Like, I was like, God, like, I know what the fuck is happening. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah, know? Yeah. Watching this movie, it, it just really just cemented in, added another nail. I don't know the coffins, right? Another dart to the dartboard. I don't know. I'm letting the metaphor go away. But it just reminded me, like, how fucking good Edge of Tomorrow is. I've oh, never seen that. yet. Oh God! Edge of Tomorrow whips ass. Oh, it's, it's so good. I gotta so revisit good. it. I gotta go back. Yeah. I gotta go back. That is like the. <clears throat> I mean, I can't say that uh, honestly because Kyle has been next to me as I watched a Mission Impossible movie. But I was gonna say <laughs> that is the last time Tom Cruise has maybe be like yes in the movie theater. Uh, yeah, that's not. That's literally not true. I know that for not a fact. True. But I understand uh, the sentiment behind that. <laughs> But yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow basically has one plot. It's then they repeat it over and over again, same thing. And that's Christopher McQuarrie also. Did that come out around? That, come out around the same time as Source Code though, where it's like a Source similar. Source Code's a little earlier. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. But after like Source with Code. Edge of Tomorrow, it's like so much more fun. It's like yeah. that's such a fun movie. But it doesn't have Vera Farmiga and in it, so it it does not have Vera Farmiga in it, which <laughs> really is a point not in its favor. Uh, and it's, More movies could use Vera Farmiga. Yes, <laughs> Academy Award nominee Vera Farmiga. We love you, Queen. I do want to mention what though was that she I nominated do... for Up in the Air. Uh, the, the she was. Her Only and Anna Kendrick were both nominated for Up in the Air. Insane. What a year! Insane. Incredible movie. <laughs> 
Um, I do think something I've noticed, of, uh, especially as an outsider, because action's definitely not my favorite genre. I'm just very gay in that way. Um, mm. I do think it's really interesting that every year there's a big spectacle action movie that does really well, and everyone's like, the return of action. And I'm like, but did it ever really go anywhere? Because I feel like there's always like a big vanguard action movie that comes out that everyone really loves a lot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Probably. that's happening with Maverick. But I mean, like, you know, what? But what? What was like last year's? I'm I'm struggling to remember, like, because I I can say Mission Impossible Fallout was one. Well, you know, Skyfall was one, one. I remember. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even I then, I remember no there was there was um, discourse even ten years ago about like the action movie's dead, and I'm like, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> It's not it's really. It's the thing people say, like, that rock is dead, where it's like, no, rock isn't dead. It's just in a different part of music. Right. I don't know. I guess yeah. maybe that's a good point, though, Kyle. I can't think of what last year's was, but I know it exists. Yeah. I I'm mean, I'm sure it. there's examples that we're not thinking of. I, I, that's not me, like, trying to gotcha. I'm just curious. Like, No, gotcha you're right. away. <laughs> I think you are right. I think it is a thing where people go, like... Ah, finally. And I'm obviously guilty of it, but it does feel like after having watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a movie that I didn't hate, you know, like mm-hmm. I had a fun enough time and I obviously love the Raimi of it all. But like this was just so different. It just it always feels like a breath of fresh air. It always feels like finally we we're getting one, even if it's not finally, even if it if we have been getting mm-hmm. them kind of periodically given to us. But I think to this movie in particular, I think there's a very surface, easy read to make on it that I'm not the first person to call this out. But, like, it is pretty striking when you're watching the movie that, like, oh, this is a movie about Tom Cruise being the last action hero and being the last guy in Hollywood that's like, no, we're going to actually go on the planes or we're actually going to do this or whatever. Yeah. We're going to replace you with drones. Yes. I mean, literally the whole teach the new Hollywood people. Yes. The whole Ed Harris scene dog when Ed Harris is like, your time is ending. And then Tom Mm. Cruise turns around and goes like, maybe sir, but not yet. I was like, I was ready to like fucking, I was the meta nature of the aisles. I was yes. like, he did it. He fucking did it. He's he's when Ed Harris is standing there and the plane flies over him and does the dirt. Uh, what a scene. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. you're, what a you're scene. correct, Fucking like 900-year-old Ed Harris. Outside of like <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, because we're not going to count Marvel in this, um, no. there really wasn't a big action movie last year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like probably No Time to Die was the was the one yeah. that ha- – and that was kind of – that just kind of – that was more about like Daniel Craig, his end of – his run as Bond, you know? It's crazy. The only thing that people talk about in No Time to Die now is the one on the arm. Yes, like, I was just going to say, thing. everybody being like, why didn't we get more of this in this? Why wasn't the movie just this? Yeah, why literally wasn't the movie this? That scene is so electric. It's, it's so incredible. Good. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, let's talk about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like, he is president of hollywood now he's proven that he truly is the last true blockbuster star it's so funny because i argued in our men in black episode that will smith was our last true blockbuster star but he Mm. threw it all away two weeks later he blew it record the episode (laughs) um but i do think that like tom cruise has proven that like there's no replacing him there's no protege there's no one that is doing what he's doing and i think that that kind of star is gonna die with him like it's truly Mm. like we have turned a corner when it comes to stars yeah i think like you know it's so funny like he puts miles teller in this movie and you know miles teller is really good in this but you Mm -hmm. just you just cannot help but be like 
Yeah, but kid, you ain't got it. I mean, you, you just not, you ain't got it. You know. You know who kind of got Powell. Glenn Powell. <laughs> I oh, was Glenn just Powell. about to say. Yeah. Glenn Powell Eats was fucking. Eats I it. I loved him in this movie because he's playing. He's playing Tom Cruise, but like if Tom Cruise was the bad guy of the movie, yeah, you know, he's totally. just giving all these like totally huge, chewy scene readings. God, he's fucking great in this, man. He, yeah, he's, he's he's my favorite part of the movie. Favorite yeah. character of the movie. Yeah, he's I love him. I, I love him. I love him. I love Bob, uh, the guy playing Bob, Lewis. Oh, love Bob, yeah. Oh, he was Lewis great. Pullman? Um, Bill Pullman's his... son. Is that Bill Pullman's son? Yeah. I like him less he's... now. I can't remember if, <laughs> if that one or if it was the other Pullman son that my friend dated for a while. Holy shit. Ooh. I will get back to you on yeah, that. Yeah, going to need more on that. Yes. I will um, say a little detail I enjoyed about the film. You know, some, like, base level, like, try not very hard feminism. Is I did enjoy that there was a female pilot and that nobody had sex <laughs> yes. with her and nobody fell in love with her. Just that True. alone. I was like, Perfect. oh, God, thank God. Like it's huge. We need that. We just need, and she had no personality. It's fine. No. She was no. just there and she was good at her job and that was her character. And I was like, that's feminism in action movies, baby. That's the best we can do right now. And it's a step in the right direction. Although, although I will call out the one pilot who did crash during training. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> well, I didn't say that we've taken a huge turn in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. It's baby steps. You we know, can't, we can't. Do it all at once. You know? I, Otherwise, like, the movie going public will not be able to acclimate. They're going to get the spins. I know. It's like it's, it would be too much for the male audience. No, I, it's like when I rewatch yeah. any Power Rangers adjacent things, and I'm always like, wow, the Pink Ranger truly is useless. Um, she's always <laughs> getting kidnapped. They always have to save her. Daphne's the same way in Scooby-Doo, you know? Yeah. It's a trope. Yeah. It's like they're supposed to be the best at what they do, but they still be little damsels in distress, which honestly, same. I wish. Yeah. I, I wish. I get it. I want to be saved. <laughs> mm. But anyway, yeah, I, I really like Pink Ranger. Yeah, yeah, I am the Pink Ranger. Um, <laughs> I really, really liked uh, that though, and I, I thought most of the characterizations were good. I mean, I said after the movie that like, yes, the characters are nothing, but I do enjoy a movie where that is not the focal point. Like, I do yeah. think there's something to be said about like shorthand, like stereotypical characters in this kind of movie. And it works, you know, it's just like, yeah. have the funny one, have the nerdy one, have the mean one. Like, that's fine. You know, I like yeah. that. And it really it's, worked to its advantage in this movie. It's eighties action movie making to the T of just like, yeah, those kind of like Shane black style kind of just archetypes mm -hmm. or whatever. And, uh, but, but I do think that like the, I, again, I, I just listened to this interview with Joseph Kaczynski on the big picture. So it's all fresh in my head. So sorry for repeating like everything in there, but like he pitched this movie when he pitched it, he was like, we're not, we can't call it Top Gun two. We have to call it Top Gun Maverick because it's like going to be about the Maverick character and like that, that whole thing. And it's like, yes, that character is very thin, but I do appreciate the attempt at kind of like deconstructing him like there's a world where you make this movie and he's just like still a cool guy and there's no problems or whatever and we just you know we go back to it. but like there was like an attempt to give him like some you know stuff he's got to overcome and i think like mm -hmm. you know uh all of the surrogate son stuff with rooster oh, is very wow. compelling yeah. to me and you know people talk about tearing up in this movie and i 
got close a few times, but the time that I did actually tear up was, oh my fucking God, that hug at the end between the two of them. It is so like good. so effective to not have them physically touch each other at any point throughout the movie until finally they get out of that plane and they're back home safe. And the way Tom Cruise, the hug that he gives him is just this very masculine, like, <clears throat> he just like grabs him and fists on the back you know and you can tell the way his performance in that moment is so good because it's just this like overwhelming he can't help himself he's gotta hug this kid he knows he loves him and they finally overcame whatever it there's so much in that one little look Mm. i thought it was i honestly thought like it's one of his better like acting moments like Put it on the in memoriam reel. You he know? gets it. Yes. He understands the masculine urge to try yes. to resist to hug your surrogate son, but you just can't help yourself, you know? Absolutely. And men feel that energy because I could feel mm. the tears welling up in the audience during oh that Oh, my part. God, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did also um, appreciate – well, the biggest cheer that the, the film actually got – was actually not an action moment. It was the moment where Miles Teller goes back to save them, and he's like, you weren't supposed to come back. I was sacrificing my life for you. And he's like, well, I'm sacrificing my life to save you. And he's like, why would you do that? And he goes, because you told me not to think. And everyone yeah. just oh, cheered. Yeah. And I was like, they wow. Lost it. Wow. Yeah. Like, truly, like, great. the masculine moment. Like, it was like a repeat. It really, it really is what you kind of said earlier. It's like an 80s action movie, but they have the technology now to make mm-hmm. it the true spectacle that it was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. It yes. feels like this movie was an 80s movie. But, like, yeah. mm-hmm. if they could, like, you know, get into an actual plane and, like, fly and shit. Like, I I really liked it because, I mean, we all agree, most people agree that the 80s is the, like, that's the creme de la creme of this genre, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's I Well, interesting it. to compare this to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Which is, like, another movie speak on, think... speak on it. Well, it's a movie that it's like trying to kind of recapture the original idea of the movie and has a lot of references to the original, but Ghostbusters Afterlife is this just, it feels so, it just feels so dark. Yes. Watching Ghostbusters Afterlife is the most darkness I've ever felt in a the theater. It's probably my least favorite movie I've ever seen. Wow. And it feels <laughs> yeah. so cynical and just, just manipulative and bad. But Top Gun Maverick is doing the same thing where it's like, okay, we're going to do the same, the original movie, but bring in new characters, kind of like have old characters kind of hand down the the, lan- the mantle or whatever and have better technology, but Top Gun is like so much more successful. I mean, I didn't like it as much, but I think I was also in a, not in the best environment to see it. But seeing comparing it to Ghostbusters Afterlife doesn't feel too crazy. It's so crazy when you describe – I've not seen Afterlife, but like I truly cannot it's, grasp what y'all are talking about when you say that it's got a darkness to it. Is it just uh, feel like a cash grab or like y- – Yes. Yeah. It, it feels like the most cynical way – for a number of reasons of like it, it feels like a total misunderstanding of uh, – Oh, don't, I here I go. So like mm-hmm. you know they make the the lady Ghostbusters, the Paul Fee Ghostbusters, and everybody loses their shit and goes like, "This isn't my Ghostbusters," and whatever, whatever, whatever. And uh, then they make Ghostbusters Afterlife as like a correction to that, which just feels like shitty in and of itself to be like, "Okay, right. we tried to do this thing, and now we're gonna give you fucking babies exactly what you want." And then they give it to you, and they give it to you in this package that feels nothing like the original. It, it, mm-hmm. like, in the way that this, that Top Gun Maverick feels like a Top Gun movie, even if a lot of the details are are different and remixed. Like the Go- Ghostbusters Afterlife is like from the very first 
announcement of like we're setting it in Oklahoma. It's like what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's a New York like, movie. It's a New York movie. It's like the most New York movie, you know? And the whole movie feels like that. It's like there n- not a second of this makes me feel like Ghostbusters in any way. Even though in the entire like last act of the movie is a beat for beat like remake of the last act of Ghostbusters, but there's so many other details that just are totally off course and i got really pissed off by people that were just like oh finally it feels like ghostbusters it's like you're lying characters mm-hmm. make decisions in that movie that in no way are decisions that the original ghostbusters characters would have made like you don't understand man yeah. you don't well, get they also it also made it like a kid's movie well, yeah. yes. ghostbusters is most decidedly not a kid's movie i would movie. say that the biggest problem with a lot of these like what did they call them in scream re uh uh, like reboot cools or something. Yeah, like whatever. That. The requels, requels, requels. It was just like, I think the problem and why Top Gun Maverick is successful is that you're making this movie for the original audience and people yeah. that were children of people that were yes. fans of this movie. While I'm assuming that Afterlife felt like it was more like we want to like bring in a new audience. We kind of like are saying fuck the old audience in a way. Um, yeah, we'll give you a couple still... of like throwbacks, but. Overall, we're trying to like. Well, listen, they want to do it for the Twitter audience. Yeah, which is see, I hate that one percent of people. Like, it's like don't don't listen, never listen to Twitter, never listen yeah. to the internet. The internet is. Oh, they're not... wrong. Well, they're making another Morbius because enough people ironically tweeted about <laughs> it. So that's the world we live yeah, in. Yeah. The... The Twitter thing is interesting because it's like I feel like that's the reason we still haven't gotten the Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy that they announced mm-hmm. after he made Last Jedi because it's one of those things where like Twitter hates the Last Jedi even though it was like a massively successful movie. If you talk to most people, they're like, "Oh yeah, that was like the most fun Star Wars mm-hmm. tr- sequel trilogy of those movies, most successful." And there's just like a loud vocal audience that's just like, "No, we hated it because they didn't do this or whatever." And Lucasfilm is falling into the same trap that Sony fell into where they're going like, okay, well, we'll just give you fucking babies like an Obi-Wan TV show. We're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And like everybody watches it and goes like, okay, yeah, fine. Like this is fun, I guess, but it's all very cynical and shitty. Whereas with, again, with Top Gun Maverick, it's like, yeah, this is, this is pretty close to the original in a lot of ways, but I don't know the, the way that they are doing it feels so much better. It feels well, it like, feels passionate, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. It feels like they didn't make it until they felt like they had a reason to make it and the technology was there to make it the way that they wanted to make it, you know? Yeah, um, which is why Tom Cruise, like we were saying, is the true last star because you can feel, and people have been talking about it on Twitter all week, and they're correct. Like, you can feel when Tom Cruise is in a movie, especially one that he really likes a lot, like that mm-hmm. he is just like putting his whole entire pussy into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like probably pissing off so many people on set and, and like probably a huge taskmaster and impossible to work for. But like <laughs> at the same time also is definitely going to be one of those guys that's just walking around going like, Hey, all right, we're making a movie, you know, yeah. Isn't this fun, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting <laughs> yeah. to me. I truly, I think about this a lot because I, will say that I think the biggest snub of all time, in all time, in my opinion, is that Tom Cruise should have won the Oscar for Magnolia 
over Michael Caine mm. in the Cider House Rules. Because that yes, was just a like, 100%. we'll give you an Oscar, Michael Caine, because you're Michael Caine Award. Yeah. And they already had one. And it's such a strong year for Best Supporting Actor because like they could have given it to anybody else in the category because Haley Joel Osment was there for The Sixth Sense, Michael Clark Duncan in The Green Mile. I mean, we're talking like mm. great supporting performances, but Tom Cruise and Magnolia to me is like top tier, amazing performance. Mm. And I still wonder to this day what his career would have been like if he had won that Oscar because, you know, he was doing so many art film stuff around that time, like Vanilla Sky and Eyes Wide Shut. And then mm-hmm. after that, he kind of like, that's when the Scientology stuff started happening and people started kind of being like, Ooh, with him. Right, and then the last right. 10 years, he's just like our action, our only action hero. And yep. I love it. And I'm glad this is the path he went down, but I wonder if he would have become one of our, like he would have become like a Leo or something if he had won the Oscar, mm-hmm. you know, and only well, it's kind of the same thing where it's like when, like when I bring in Madonna, but it's like when Madonna started like aging gracefully and did like confessions and people were like, Oh, she's finally making like an age appropriate record for Madonna. And then she like heard that and was like, no, I'm going to go back to my, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make hard candy bitch. Top until I die. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get younger. <laughs> I wonder if that's the same kind of thing that like Tom Cruise was like finally getting critical acclaim. And he was like, Wait, no, I'm going to go back to being an action star. Well, this is, like, uncomfortable for me. I got to go back. Yeah, because I f- I, that's interesting. Because I feel like this turn, maybe even more so than the Oscar snub, although I think you're right, but I think, like, it is of a piece with when they tried to replace him in Mission Impossible with Jeremy Renner. Oh, and they yeah. put And they put Jeremy Renner in a fucking Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise, and you can see in the movie Tom Cruise, like, throughout – you can just feel throughout the making of it that he's reshaping the movie and going, like, yeah, you're not fucking Tom Cruise, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm Tom Cruise. I'm the only one who is Tom Cruise or will ever be Tom Cruise. Fuck off. How and many times has they tried to do that with Jeremy Renner? It's they also crazy. Within, within the, Bourne the Bourne movies, too, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's another, they really pushed you know, Jeremy. You know, I I hate to say it. Two-time Oscar nominee, Jeremy Renner. I hate to say it, but, like, even though I never really thought that Tom Cruise was that hot, except for, like, in the 80s when he was young. Um, but Jeremy Renner's just not that, like, hot of a guy to me, and he just doesn't no. have that it factor that Tom has, He's you know? He's absolutely he missing missing something, for sure. I mean, so I many of them I'm not are. doing a bit. I'm not doing a bit whenever I say this, but I think his best performance is in American Hustle. I think he's really good mm. in American Tom Hustle. Tom Cruise is in that? No, and Jeremy Renner. Oh, okay. I was like, I think Jeremy what? Renner is like very, he's like the only normal person in that movie full of wackos. Uh, Jeremy Renner is great. He's, he's good Renner. in like, the I mean, Hurt Locker. I mean, yeah, he's no, great he's in the Hurt Locker. Locker. I, but I just think that like Tom Cruise has this quality like George Clooney has, but it's like utilized differently where it's like mm-hmm. he kind of plays himself like at least recently he plays himself in movies and he's just so mm. he's just so charismatic. It's like he doesn't really need yeah. to do much. He just needs to show up and be there and it's like this is fucking Tom Cruise. Um yeah. and he's and he's just made a whole career out of that and I just don't feel Jeremy's like a character actor, I would say. Like I feel mm-hmm. like he's an actor. I don't know. Not that Tom Cruise isn't yeah. an actor because yeah. when he does character work, he's good at it, but yeah. He can do both. I'd he can do re- it all, you know. He just, I'd be remiss if we talked about Jeremy Renner and I didn't bring up the Jeremy Renner app. God, we, we, we had it all, really. We really had it all. We used to be a country. We used to be a country. That's that's whenever shit started spiraling out of control is whenever we lost the Jeremy Renner app. I miss it. I truly have no when, idea what y'all are talking about. Can't wait to look this up. Yeah. It's incredible. It, it it's, literally was just an app. He made his own Instagram, but just for Jeremy Renner fans. <laughs> Amazing. And then Twitter Twitter people found it and started like trolling it. I remember my favorite being 
uh, at boring as heck, uh, commenting on some posts and being like, yeah, I love using my computer to look up a porno and jack off. And Jeremy Renner commented and said, gross, not cool, man. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. The idea that Jeremy Renner had to see that and respond to it. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So good. Um, why do straight people like Top Gun Maverick? Why? Well, the nostalgia. The first thing I have is camaraderie. Nostalgia and camaraderie. Yeah. Two of our Frenchest words. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> that was good. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I, is this our first, like, military movie? I, we haven't really done, like, oh, a pure yeah. military movie. Well, we did movie. a bunch of Marvel movies. Well, yeah, that's military propaganda, and so oh, is yeah. this, but it's different. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we have yet to mention the fact there's there's a scene of this movie where is there there's a fucking full-on close-up of the throttle of the supersonic jet that he's flying at the beginning that just has the Lockheed Martin logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, man, oh, boy. The, but luckily, yep. it happens at the beginning of the movie, so I can forget. Forget about that by the time we get to the ending. It was, exactly. I was having a hard time during this movie because I was enjoying it, but I was mad at myself for enjoying it because I was so critical of the Marvel movies and how propagandist they are. And I was like, this is fucking like pure propaganda. Like, like Marvel I mean, is kind of hidden. Like this is yeah. like full on not hiding it at all. No, this is like the military is good. But, it, it, you know, it's one of those things like it, you can forgive stuff like that if the fucking movie's good. Because yeah, you're not so thinking about the other thing. And like if you're going to do military propaganda, the reason you do it is to get access to all this fucking cool hardware and toys and shit. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do military propaganda like Marvel does, it's like, why? For for what reason? So you can make fucking Captain Marvel? like Yeah, all this shit's in the computer anyway. Yeah, what like, do I fucking care? Yeah, just draw a fucking cartoon plane like you're going to do for everything else. What are you talking about? I think this movie I, works. I didn't the- see 1980. Sorry, go ahead. I, was like, I, I didn't see Wonder Woman 1984. Is the Invisible Plan plane brought in? Is that a part of the lore of Wonder Woman yet? I don't remember, and I did okay. see that movie, but I don't remember a. <laughs> I feel like there might have been. I think I remember absolutely nothing about Wonder Woman nineteen. <laughs> not a goddamn thing about it, <laughs> except wow, Chris pa- Chris Pine's really good. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, those eyebrows. Oh yeah. He looks great. Yeah. I uh, think what I am drawn to about this movie in particular um, as a straight is I, I love a, it's almost procedural in the way that it is just about like men solving problems. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's why I loved it. It's why I loved Ford versus Ferrari. Like I was thinking about that movie a lot when I was watching this for whatever reason. Cause I was just like, I just love a movie that shows a bunch of guys like mm-hmm. trying to fix a thing. And they're like, we try this thing. It doesn't work. We try it again. Like the scene, the scene when he's like, they, they show them training and then we cut to Tom Cruise in the classroom being like, why, did, why are you dead? You know, mm-hmm. that to me is like the best sequence in this movie because it's just like iterating on the, the mission and trying to like, how do we get better the next time we do it? How do we get better the next time we do it? Yeah. No, God, you're yeah. right. The problem, I mean, yeah, the problem tomorrow. solving logical nature of this movie is very strange. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You, you would love edge of tomorrow. It, that's what edge of tomorrow is. Um, yes. It's, yeah. It's about doing a bunch of things over and over again to get to the ideal outcome. I yeah. think that men, uh, street men in particular also love this kind of like, uh, soft vigilanteism that you know like mm. anti-authoritarian um, stuff because yes, like in the yes. movie they do so many things especially 
especially during the mission at the end that are against the rules. You know, Miles Teller comes back for him, even though he's ordered not mm-hmm. to. Then Hangman comes and saves them when he was not ordered to do that either. And it's that kind of I idea. Really like love. men love it when it's like, I'm going to go against the grain, do yes. not what I'm supposed to do because I know it's the right thing to do and I know I can do yes. it. You know? But key key element is that, yes, I can. I'm the one smart person who can transcend the rules and mm-hmm. I can I alone can solve these problems but also you are part of a institution you yes. know like being a part of the military is important to these guys because it's like I want to feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself I'm contributing to society I'm contributing to an organization or whatever but also I'm the smartest one in it and totally. It's like else. I'm bending the rules to change the rules. Like because of what I yes. did, we're going to change the way that we do this sort of thing. You know, exactly. It's very, yeah. Yeah. Which is very male. That's a very male thing. It's like I'm not mm. like fully like punk rock, but I'm going to like just be punk rock yeah. enough to change the rule book of the military. You know? Yes. I'm going to rage yeah. in the machine. Yes. Yes. Rage <laughs> yeah. in the machine, bitch. Yeah. Dylan. Speaking of. Dylan. <laughs> bitch. Yes. Put on a shirt. Yeah, put yeah. on a shirt. Uh, speaking of that, though, like this is like a, a sweet or a little deviation, but is John Hamm not hot anymore? No, yo, I, I was thinking was as I was watching it, it looked he looks like he's been like he, drinking whiskey every night of his he life. He looks like he's like, tanning he too much. He looks like Don Draper. He looks like Don Draper he's, should have looked. <laughs> he's starting to look like what actual Don Draper would look. He like. looks crispy. He's he having a, a wild. Crispy. It's his madman career. Post madman career is like, what's going on, man? Mm-hmm. Like weird. He I just agree. Is not, it, something's weird. Some his agents. He's in fucking progressive commercials now. It's darkness. What There's are we doing, dude? Yeah. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm glad he's not getting. I mean, sorry to say, I'm glad he's not getting the like. You know who's actually really funny is John Hamm. And it's like, yeah, we <laughs> fucking get it. Oh, oh sure. He's been trying you know. to convince us for years, we know. <laughs> well, he's working on, apparently he's like trying to get this uh, Fletch reboot off the ground. I know. I keep hearing that. And yes. it's like, I Who's clamoring for the Fletch? <laughs> the, the, the Fletch, the Fletch <laughs> fan <laughs> community is not as big as I think maybe people think it is. Yeah. No, no yeah. He was crispy. I thought Miles Teller was the hottest one in the movie, which I would have never guessed in a million years before I saw it. I know. That's upsetting. It was weird. When, Powell, when he had his I shirt off, I was like, what bit. the fuck? Uh-oh. What the fuck, Miles Teller? What the fuck, yeah. dude? Oof. He gave you permission. Oof. He, uh, I, for, I do not know why I did that. This do not ask me why, but I rewatched his Fantastic Four movie <laughs> recently. <laughs> I I truly don't know. I was like at work and like wanted something onto the iPad while I was working. And I was just like, it's so interesting. This like movie from an alternate universe where he's like a huge star and he's playing Mr. Mm. Fantastic. And it, it it's, he's a weird guy, man. I don't know what happened. What happened with I, him. his career makes sense to me. He was never going to be, I like that. He's doing like weird stuff like Nicholas winding reference show and like, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, I'm kind of into where his career is going. Cause it did look like it, it looked a little dire there for a second. Didn't it? It was not looking good for you, boy. Yeah. And he's so good. Rabbit hole. Still one of the great, like debut performances ever. Oh my God. Yes. Um, oh God. Rabbit hole. So fucking good. I got to see it. I haven't seen it. I do want to say that one of the straightest things about this movie was rewriting the volleyball scene into that football scene and making it very straight instead mm-hmm. of homoerotic. This yeah. Time around. Cause okay, it was hot, but not homoerotic. Yeah, let's clear the this lane for Dylan to <laughs> rant about this. 
<laughs> I okay, watch Top Gun this morning. I don't understand the homoerotic label that movie has. No, it's just the one scene. That's why I kept trying to tell people. It's it, just the it's, scene. Yeah, it's it's that scene. There's also a lot of like I mean, there's you know, the I'm thinking of the the Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer you know locker room when locker room scene you know there's a lot of stuff like that that's kind of like the aggression that these guys have for each other is like it feels like the aggression that two people that want to fuck each other have it doesn't feel like like normal heterosexual not sorry not normal but yeah uh-huh <laughs> say it again <laughs> oh boy oh no <laughs> no we're yeah we're gonna clip that out uh no but i i don't i wonder if that i've if queer critics ever said that, yeah, like, that's a good that, question. I because it always it, that uh, it never felt like it was coming from a like a gay no. perspective that it was homoerotic. It always felt like this is it felt like straight critics saying this is what gay people are like, and it's like no, this is how I think straight people are. Yeah, like. I what agree. Gay people are like or what gay people want. I you think know, like exactly. A, you know, because homoeroticism typically is subversive right it's like on purpose to a certain degree i think probably what it was is that a lot of men do behave this way with each other we just don't see it often and i wonder if it was more like women seeing the movie and being like turning to their boyfriend slash husband and being like y'all behave this way with each other it's kind of gay and then being like no oh we don't know we don't do that you know but it's like they do though because i've seen it i've been in a locker room okay it's also interesting like tony scott has i feel like i have seen an interview with him where they're like asking him about the volleyball scene specifically and and Mm -hmm. i think there's some quote or something where somebody's like we got to do something about like this gay subtext in this in this scene or whatever and tony scott's like subtext like he like deliberately was like making it like a little bit of a beefcake thing you know Mm -hmm. but but i think like i don't know it get yeah i do think it gets mishand mislabeled of people being like what's well, homoerotic and it's just like it doesn't just because it's men being attractive in a movie doesn't mean that it's homoerotic it just means like it's a bunch of hunks in yeah. a movie you know like whether you're a gay man and attracted to that or anyone else you know i don't know maybe it's, what it's, it was yeah, was I mean, in like, the 80s specifically and most action movies in general let's be honest here we don't there isn't really that hunk hunk moment in a lot of them yeah top gun kind of sticks out in that way and maybe that's what it really is. It's like, I mean, everyone in that movie is super attractive. Most action stars, honestly, aren't usually that hot. They're right. just brawny. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just because they're pretty boys. And when you see a bunch of pretty yeah. boys with muscles, you know, wrestling with each other, it's hard for anyone's mind, straight or gay, to not go, hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like hot, like objectively. Tom Cruise movie, <laughs> yeah. watch Interview with the Vampire. Oh yes, like, see that that's homoeroticism, yeah. baby. That's homoeroticism. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, because when I was watching Top Gun the whole time, I was like, "When is this gonna get faggy?" <laughs> it never is faggy. There's no faggots in this movie. No, it's just attractive no. men playing volleyball. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 wild. It's crazy. Wild and crazy kids. I need to uh, talk about Val Kilmer in Top Gun Maverick. Uh. I, that was so I don't know sad. About that y'all. was a scene that I was like because he's sick about. in real life, was, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. that was he, brutal. He, he literally cannot. He has that whatever they say in the thing where like it's painful for him to speak or whatever. Like that's whatever he's got, and he and he's basically <sighs> yeah. retired from acting. 
And I haven't seen the documentary. I'm going to go rush to watch the Val Kilmer mm-hmm. documentary. But, like, everything I've heard about it is basically, like, it's so sad that he can no longer do this thing that he loves and that he's obviously brilliant at. So, like, seeing him show up in this movie, I don't. I saw his name in the opening credits and I thought, oh, that's, like, some kind of weird SAG like thing. archival footage. Yeah, yeah, archival footage. They have to give him a credit or something. But then when he actually shows up and does the, like, typing on the computer thing, I was mm. so fucking moved by it and just like what a cool thing for like tom cruise and because you know it was cruise yeah who made it happen you know and what a cool thing for him to do for val kilmer and like what a joy for him to get to do this again in this context like Mm -hmm. it was just such a nice moment and then they have that fun cute little joke about you know who's the better pilot yeah it's so good it's so good and just oh it made me probably gonna be val kilmer's last role I would yeah, assume. likely. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine he gets to do anything else. And it's a great know? last role, you know. If he I does mean, what could be better? Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. The last I, thing I saw him in was that just awful movie, Palo Alto. Oh, I loved Palo Alto, bitch. I love that movie. Shut the fuck up. Shut your horror mouth right now. I love that movie. Also, a movie with a great soundtrack, but boring movie. Oh. Is there anything gay about this movie? Jennifer Connelly's eyebrows. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about Jennifer Connelly at all. We, we have not talked about Jennifer But we had to wait to the right all. section to talk about her. Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly's eyebrows. Jennifer Connelly's giant wheel on her boat. Uh, oh, that yeah, that, that boat scene was wild because it definitely Great was like, scene. wow, are they really just – is this really just about Jennifer Connelly <laughs> and looks, Tom Cruise? It looked really real. I think it was. Sailing a boat? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, the whole time I was like, this motherfucker's about to tip over. Yeah, I it was scary. To watch Tom Cruise and That's why when my butt actually sweat was that part. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the Man. most tense scene. <laughs> that's of the when movie. you piss yourself. No, I. You know what's really creepy though? The whole time I hadn't seen Top Gun in forever. I know that Jennifer Connelly did not play that character in the original because I kept thinking in 1986 Jennifer Connelly was a child was and she was in Lapland. <laughs> so well, yeah. that character that is not actually in the original. Okay, it, good they, to know. They mention her. Uh, they, they name drop this woman named Penny a couple times in the original Top Gun. She's like the daughter of an admiral or whatever, but you never see her. Um, so it's kind of a callback in that way, but it was originally the love interest was Kelly McGillis, who uh, I found out they did not ask her to come back for this movie. <sighs> really, no one reached out to her. Um, apparently, I'm told time has not been kind to Kelly McGillis. Uh, and she's not really acting anymore. Yeah, I hate to be a jerk, but yeah, it, tough, tough. Yeah. It's tough. Um, I mean, just in, by movie standards, it's just the reality, of the situation. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think okay. Jennifer Connelly is, you know, fine, and she doesn't really get a lot to do. But God no. damn, she looks I mean, incredible. She's, she's great, she's and, so hot. and she oh deserves. God. She deserves to have the Marissa Tomei treatment, you know, where yes. it's like she's like, uh, you know, she's getting older, but she's so beautiful. She's up there with Marissa yeah. and Rachel Vice to, with to me, like in that category of like women in their forties and fifties that are just like. God damn, you are more beautiful now than you've ever been. Like, yeah. it's, and I feel like you know, she has the same kind of trajectory as Marissa Tomei, where it's like people kind of not really forget that she has an Oscar, but like they don't forget really take her Oscar seriously. Yeah, Marissa didn't take her seriously, but uh, until the wrestler or whatever. But yeah, everyone forgets that Jennifer Connelly has an Oscar. Yeah, I, I mean, was gonna say Jennifer Connelly should be Aunt May whenever they reboot Spider Man again. But at the the rate they're going, Aunt May is gonna be like Millie Bobby Brown in the next. Spider-Man, yeah, right. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, just gonna do like a uh, <laughs> well, Millie Bobby Brown looks about the same age as Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to be hateful, but 
we gotta talk about the Lady Gaga plane. <laughs> that wasn't a Lady Gaga. Okay, so the whole movie, I was waiting for this moment, Dylan, because you t- texted that to me. It's just a plane that says LG on it, right? Like you're joking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, okay. The plane yeah, says LG on it. I literally but was I like, wait, is that a Lady Gaga plane? Is Dylan just fucking with me? I, f- I fully in the, yeah. I mean, in the moment, the Lady Gaga song is playing. And there's a, like a hero shot of the plane, you know, that you see just like when the song kicks up. So I wanted to lean to the person next to me and go like, that LG stands for Lady Gaga. <laughs> but no, I it's don't, I don't think plane. that was intentional. Um I want to fly on the Lady Gaga plane <laughs> so bad. It's officially I, the Lady that, Gaga plane Dylan's plane. decided. Yeah, that's the plane we're taking to Spain. Uh, is the Lady Gaga <laughs> plane. <laughs> I love... Also, okay, I have two things real quick. So, one, the opening scene when Tom Cruise goes Mach 10. Yeah. Where does he end up? Because like I have no idea. How it looks like the Pacific Northwest like, to me. It, it yeah, truly, <laughs> it truly like a thousand if you, miles. If you look, I was thinking this because if you look at like the map before of his trajectory in the like control room or whatever before it goes out, it looks like he's already in like El Paso. Like it looks mm. like he took off from Southern California and the plane is traveling so fast that like he probably crashed over like Beaumont. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I, I was like, is he in Maine? I was like, what the fuck is he? How fast is? I don't know how fast planes are. Uh, yeah, how fast can you go in ten minutes? I mean, uh, Mach ten. You know, uh, I'll need to rewatch to to really get an idea looking yeah. at that map. But it did. It, it appeared to me that he made it like halfway across the United States. Yeah, so it looks like. You know. Also, two. I want to bring up. Okay, so uh, probably like four or five years ago, me, Kyle, uh, me and Kyle went and hung out at my friend, past and future guest Nicole Russell's house, and I was very high at the time. I was incredibly high. I don't know if you remember this, Kyle. I do because I was very mm. embarrassed. Um, and I remember there was a time. The only thing I remember when I was high is that I went. I'm really right now. I'm really into people pushing buttons and stuff. <laughs> and Top Gun is what I mean by that. Where it's like all the shot people like flipping switches, turning buttons, yeah. turning dials. I was so the ASMR of that. I yeah. loved it. That was very gay. satisfying. Oh when, yeah, watching when, the switches get pulled. Ugh. Yeah, when they get into the uh, the plane th- that they steal at the end, and there's like mm. all those switches like lining oh. the wall. I was like, let me at it. Let me at it. Yes, there is yes. a shot. There is th- there is a shot of when Miles Teller is. It's when he's not going fast enough at the end. They're like, "We're behind schedule. You only got a two and a half minute window or whatever." Come on, Rooster, move it! And then they sh- they cut to that shot of his hand like on the throttle, and then there's like a kadunk kadunk as he like yeah. pushes the throttle and goes forward. Oh my god, y'all! Ugh. I was I was ready yes. to fuck. I went through the fucking ceiling. I was yes. so hyped. Uh, I'm going back. I'm going back like tonight. Hell yeah. Going to the IMAX. Uh, speaking of that, I, I was looking at, I got all our helmets have different things on it. This is out of the gay section. This is its own uh, purgatory section of the pod. But I got all, they all had their own helmets and like hangman's had like letters missing. But I have the exact same helmet for my scooter as Bob has. <laughs> we have the same one. We have the same helmet. <laughs> Interesting. white with a little red stripe. It's cute. So cute. That's all. Bob actually Anything. probably was my real crush in the movie. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, while I, while we were talking, I texted Alex which one it was. Uh, my friend did, in fact, date Lewis Pullman. Amazing. Who was in this movie? Who was in this movie? Who was Bob? He was cute. Good, he was very good cute. Job. He was great. Um, she, he was great. Well, she, oh. I don't know if you remember. She was the one who did our flowers for our wedding. 
Um, what what would your uh what would your call sign be? Ew. If you were see, this is why I'm glad that we have a straight person in our pod today because (laughs) we would have never asked that question. (laughs) I don't know the answer. I asked it. I go down a limb. I don't really know the answer to the question for myself. Hmm. Uh, I'm looking at. uh, I'm looking at my thing. I would be cutie. 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 Hey, cutie. Yeah. You know, one time a dear friend of mine told me when she was high on acid that she thinks my spirit animal is a crow. Um, and I've always <laughs> liked that a lot because I secretly am goth inside. So I like the yes. idea of it being crow. Yes. <laughs> crow is What do you got, good. Kyle? What you got? I don't know. I don't know. Um, come to you. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I <laughs> my friends used to jokingly, uh, to rhyme my name with Romero, they were, I would, cause I would talk about how I didn't have a nickname and they're like, uh, Kyle, the arrow Romero, Ooh, uh, like Kyle Camaro Romero, you know? So like something Ooh, Camaro's that, a good one. Yeah. Camaro would be a pretty good, I feel like it's gotta be more than one syllable. Um, mm. you know, and also you can't license, you can't license Camaro. You, you can't you have to, you had to pay Chevy so much for that. True. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like hot rod. I like arrow. But you could, but you could totally good. see. Arrow's pretty good. You could totally see the helmet that has the like Camaro. It's got the Chevy logo on it. You know yes. the custom design. Like who's making these helmets for them? Who's making the patches? You know, like what is going on? The Hangman What's one the was deal so with these helmets? tight. <laughs> the Hangman one was so tight. The Hangman one was, hangman was good. I did. I liked Roosters though because it yeah. did look like Hulkamania. It did look like the, <laughs> the Hulk Hogan uh, font. Hell yeah. Um, which I'm into. I was like thinking, I was like, okay, Top Gun came out in 86. He already had Miles Teller in that movie, and he was like, what, like three or something? I don't know how old kids are. So it was like, Miles would be like, had to be like 40 to play this. <laughs> but Miles is like 35. Yeah. And I was like, that works. I'll, yeah. I'll take yeah, that. I'll that. It's a it's Top Gun Maverick. Who yeah, cares? I mean, you kind of fudge the math of it, you know. They that does seem like too old to be in flight school, I guess. But I guess it's yeah. not really school. They're I guess like, they're learned, already established yeah. pilots. They're they're just yeah, kind of learning true. to get. They're getting real that, good, real good. Yeah, that get that get ma- okay, get good. Maverick good. Yeah. All right, let's go to the gay recommendation uh, this week. We're gonna recommend a movie that's a little gayer than the one we just watched. Um, I was thinking like movies about like a class coming together to solve a problem uh, and there being a big thing. I don't know if I'm going to get out of it. And then at the end, they make it out alive and everything's good. And so, of course, I brought Legally Blonde. (laughs) I mean, it kind of checks out. Honestly, it does. It checks out. (laughs) What about Legally Blonde uh, 2? Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde? Yeah. uh, With... Regina King and Marilyn Rockstub, whatever her name is. Oh my God, yeah. we love Rice-cub. her. Ricecub, love her. Yeah, she's great. Uh, and um, fuck, uh, why can't I think of her name right now? You like me, you really like me. Oh, Sally. Oh yeah, Sally, Sally Field. Field. There we go. Yeah, yeah, she's like the villain in it. And I, well, that yeah, that the Legally Blonde series, yes. Legally Blonde one and two, and the musical. Yes, I agree. Yes. It's about somebody. No, well, I guess it doesn't really check out when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, they are going to an elite school. Yes, Harvard Law School. The best they're already, of the best. They're already. Stu- they're yeah. not underground. They're as the best of the best. True. We're getting like a squad together within that school. True. That's being taught by Victor Garber, a gay man, just like Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, 
and he gets a little class together to fight an unnamed enemy, but the unnamed enemy is Linda Cardellini in Legally Blonde, and in Top Gun Maverick, it's a uranium plant. There you go. <laughs> Linda Cardellini, a uranium plant. <laughs> <laughs> and the bomb they drop is the fact that you can't get your hair wet after a perm and someone who's I, had at least 20 perms in their life would know this. i rewatched legally blonde recently and it truly is a perfect film it's That's amazing incredible. it's so, so funny sidebar about that about that uranium plant like yo <laughs> i love that they're just like yeah it's the death star like it, oh you know, like, I you don't have to invent it was a new star thing. wars literally the scene where they're like watching the computer simulation of when we drop the bomb and it's like and then like the red circle it's like that's just the star wars that's just that's the exact same like they reuse the graphics i know <laughs> i noticed that too i literally almost said to the people i saw it with yesterday i was like i like how they just made an entire movie out of the death star part of star wars yeah which is which great, is it's great. The best part great. that's the, the best part of that movie yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. oh it rolls amazing all right, any final words on Top Gun Maverick before we hang up our pilot coat with a furry collar? I appreciated <laughs> oh, that the uh, sex scene jacket. just faded into them just talking in bed. That was yes. wild. That was really yes. wild. That was probably Every, actually the gayest part of the movie. Uh, that got laughs <laughs> in my theater of people really? being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what was <laughs> the really point? Are they real missing? Well, because like, it's like they're trying to do the sexy they're trying to mirror the sex scene from the original top gun but like because we don't have sex in movies anymore they just kind of fade instead of there's like that scene of him leaning down on top of her and kissing her and then like they just then fade a crossfade over to him just like with his shirt off you know and it's like what 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 you know well speaking of that shit does they when does this movie take place now we 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 don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's it, no it's... cell phones. There are, but like you can barely see one. No, Tom Cruise yeah. texts Val Kilmer several times. He has WhatsApp. Okay, that's true. Yeah, never but, mind. Okay, but even still, the texts like they could be from a decade ago. You know, like yeah. there there is no. It's pretty. It's pretty. I think intentionally, like not really of a time. Yeah, that's true. Know? It could have been 2008, mm-hmm. which would explain Miles Teller's age. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Honestly, yeah. They're leaving I it like ambiguous, it. so that it's like it. It's like in um in Spider Man when they go visit the gravesite, uh, and then they have him stand in front of the dates on the grave, so that you can't mm-hmm. tell when the movie take place takes place, so uh, that they can then f- squeeze shit into the Marvel timeline without fucking God. without cementing God. it. It's like that. They're just it's timeless. So that when they make Top Gun Rooster. You're allowed. To, you, you don't have to worry about like the timeline. Well, yeah, movies have to work around those like savant types that are obsessed with like movies being yeah. accurate. Oh, I hate that shit. Yep. Fuck that. It's the worst. Terrible. Red letter media is that shit that did that. Oh no, not red letter. Red letter media is like not bad. It, the the uh, cinema. Cinema sins. sins that's yeah, that's the one. those are the monsters you're thinking about. Get it out of here. Yeah, I hate <sighs> it. Unlike us, we're beautiful. Um, Kyle, do you have anything to plug? Uh, when's this coming? When's this coming out? Wednesday. Next week. Wednesday. Or, yeah, this week. Oh. Um, first. yes. Uh, Austin Sketchfest is Woo. coming up later this year. If you happen to be a sketch comedy performer of any kind, you can submit now. Submissions are open, so go to atxsketchfest.com. Oh yeah, Kirk, you want to fly down? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we're. <laughs> 
probably open to podcast content. You know, we'll see. Um, but <laughs> I yeah, let that us... we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Dark time. Um, and uh, also, I will be appearing in a play opening, yes. uh, I believe, June 24th. June 24th. Uh, Picasso at the Lapina Gil, written by Steve Martin. Um, so if you're in Austin, Ew. that's going to be at the City Theater uh, downtown uh, weekends in June and July. So go to, uh, I think, City Theater. Just Google City Theater Austin and take you to the website. Get we will be going that. to that one week, and I'm very proud of you and very excited. Thank you. It's going to be very fun. It's a very funny play, and I'm excited to trod the boards like Finally. the old days, you know, back to She's my roots. back to her roots. She's back home. Yeah. Just like Pete Maverick Mitchell. I've returned <laughs> to the place that made me the man that I am today, and I'm going to be the best at it. And Kelly McGinnis is, Gillis is in that play with you, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we did not. We we did not reach out to her. <laughs> More peril. The director hates her. Also, <laughs> yeah, she is. She cannot get booked even in a community theater production in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Uh, love it. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always a blast. Yes. yes. Um, you can follow me, Dylan, on Twitter at Daddy Jandak, on Instagram at Garseed, on Letterboxd at Garseed. And you can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at KRKVNSCKLE and on Instagram at Kirk underscore Van Sickle. And of course, you can follow us, Straight People Movies, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at STR8PPLMovies. Yes. All right. And with that, we say, take my breath away. (laughs) Actually, it's hold my hand in this one. Hold my hand. Mm. Lady Gaga airplane. (laughs) We're going to go. We're going to sing. We're going to go. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Now, King, talk. Talk. Talk.